0: Oh,
1: I ate a lot of fucking hamburger helper and a lot of hot dogs on, on just white bread instead of buns. <laughs> hot dog mm-hmm. oh, buns. Yeah. That was like my shit, that hamburger Man, helper fucking spaghetti, SpaghettiOs. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did I ever tell you weird.
2: about just how I'd take cold hot dogs and cut holes in them and put hot sauce in those holes? What? And just no bun even, just eat the what? dog with the hot sauce? What? Why are we
1: Why are we wasting this gold without
2: the podcast starting? It's recorded. It's it recorded recording. in some fashion. <laughs>
1: We're we going to do a soft intro about Steve, what he puts in his hot dog holes.
3: <laughs> I bet you he still does that. You um, still do it. I mean, I mean that's kind I, of genius, though. Put a straw through it and like put your ketchup and mustard through it. What the yeah, fuck? That's brilliant. Yeah. Well, yeah, I was a gifted hut- kid. <laughs> you are you're an innovator.
1: Yeah. You know they have that hot that that hot dog. Well, not anymore, but they did. Um, where they had that. That where it had like the chili inside it. It was like Hormel. It was like a Hormel. Mm-hmm. You remember that? It was yeah, like. Because
2: I mean, they still have the cheese ones, but then yeah. they flew too close to the sun trying to put the chili in.
1: <laughs> they tried to put the chili in. There's like two different types of meat, like meat inside meat. It was it was an abomination uh, unto God. And then it just melted your fucking face off when you took a bite because it was like radioactive hot. Yeah. Yeah. It was worse than
2: a hot pocket or a or a pizza roll.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, uh, guys, you know, before we dig any deeper into, you know, um, all the things we, we hide in our hot dog holes, um, mm. I, uh, I, I, got, I don't think I, got I have one. one of those. You don't have a hot dog hole? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, Megan, everybody has at least two hot dog holes, So got, I don't,
1: <laughs> I've got a couple hot dog holes. I be hot dog air putt over here. Um, all right, guys, Why? Did the scarecrow win an award? He was mm. outstanding in his field. He oh, was God. outstanding in his field. Points you go get... to Steve. Welcome, boys and ghouls, uh-huh. to a fucking mini show. It's starting out strong with the Halloween is Forever crew. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve,
2: the champ of the show and the champ of riddles. <laughs> He's the champ of a, that
1: was that was a little bit of a riddle, wasn't it? You mm-hmm. think about, yeah, yeah, you know what? Maybe that and you know what? You guys have missed easier one. So I I'm feel impressed. like
3: you've like won you won a Boy Scout award for that one. That's all mm-hmm. you get. Yeah, it's Fair it enough.
1: a yeah, it was you know an award's an award. That's all on that's think a page.
3: Yeah. patch. Yeah. Um
1: yeah. guys, we got a fun little episode, little mini so for you here today. A little bit, something a little bit different. Um, We've not done this before, but I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to be able to talk about a lot of different flickies because we're going to talk about how we all watch the 2023 uh, Fangoria Chainsaw Awards on Shudder and we're going to talk a little bit about some exciting things that happened on there, some less than exciting things that happened on there, some flubs, some snubs, some fucking, I don't know, what Osc- you know, what other kind of bullshit Oscar headlines do you see? We're going to do those types of things because the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards is a little bit kind of like that, but obviously um, not even close and on an infinitely smaller budget and there's no live audience. But there were some <laughs> exciting things, including... Some folks who we've had as uh, guests on the podcast um, who were nominated, in fact, multiple guests, and we don't even have guests that often. Multiple guests were uh, were nominated for awards and one of them even won an award. Uh, So we'll talk about that here in a hot sec. Um, But and then we all but we had a couple other things we had to do before that. We are going to pick our showdown topic movies For our uh, June showdown, which will be next month. We got an extra little Monday in May, which is fun. So we're doing this little kind of extra mini-sode. But next Monday is going to be our June showdown episode, which I'll remind you, the topic that you helped us choose, you you sweet and sour saucy listeners out there, you helped us choose uh, redneck shenanigans. So we're going to choose our redneck shenanigan movies here in a hot sec uh if you have any desire in the future to help us pick these uh these topics or you just have suggestions for us to throw in that old spinny wheel that we choose our topics from every month and then allow help uh, throw it out there to help for you y'all to help us vote on um send them in the old DMs follow us on the social medias at halloween is forever on you know ticky talkies and uh Instagrams and and Twitters and Facebooks and all those sorts of things um and then if you have any you know topic suggestions for mini shows actually very last week we, we did a, a movie that was a listener suggested one, uh, which was a lot of fun, that wacky ass Indian horror movie. Um, but before we get into all that, some bitch and shit, let's talk about some beers here. We are sliding on into Memorial Day weekend, guys. We're shuffling, we're karaoke-ing into uh, Memorial Day weekend. So we're getting after some beers. Do you want a karaoke beers. machine? Uh, I do actually, I but I was like thinking karaoke like was like would. that side thing. Yeah, I don't know how to take that, but yes, I do, um, <laughs> and I do enjoy karaoke, uh, and I have been known to sing some Danzig on the old karaoke machine. Um, it's my which, cho- which Danzig song? Um, I will. I'll get down on some uh, "How the Gods Kill," which is Samane. <laughs> I mm-hmm. have been known to I have been known to do that like right after somebody does like Natalie and Brulia, then I come up and I'm like, <laughs> "Man, if you if you
2: ever want to just really really take it down and just ruin everybody's time, mm-hmm. uh, Blood and Tears off Lucifuge too, God, it, that is it, it's such a gothic crooner song, yeah." Of dancing yeah. just go
1: blood and tails.
2: Yeah. Oh.
1: <laughs> well, I, I like She Rides too, because that's a little bit like that too. It's not necessarily mm-hmm. as croonery. It's a little it's more of a it's a blues riff, basically. It's just a robot right. like a heavier blues riff, but that's a fun karaoke song, too. Um but yeah, you know, I'll I'll do some Paul Simon. You know, that that's that's a go to for me. Um yeah, you know, I I'll do some I'll do some Mark Morrison return of the Mac. I'll do I'll do mm. "No Diggity" by Blues uh, by Blackstreet. That's mm-hmm. one I've been known to do. That's solid. Yeah,
3: yeah. I could see you also doing "The uh, Dip."
1: When like I dip, I put you dip, my we dip.
3: On... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like
1: as like in a, in a scenario, perhaps when if I were to dip and then you were to dip and then we both dip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one. I, I forgot about that song. But yeah, that's a good one. Um, but uh, I don't know what's what's your before we get into beers. What's your karaoke song, Meg? What's your go-to karaoke?
3: Ooh. Song? i i don't really do care because i'm like super anxious about doing that sort of stuff um when i have when it's like been a smaller setting and like i was say there's, there's literally definitely no you just bar.
1: out drunk and you hopped um, up there i've <laughs> definitely done
3: killing me softly before oh <laughs> hell
1: yeah <laughs> little Fuji, yeah, Hill. That's been yeah been that,
3: that was always a big go-to
1: that's like kate's one of kate's favorite song he loves that song that's great yeah it's a, yeah, it's a song. great song
3: yeah I think I have dreams that maybe a Dolly Parton would be in my future, like a 9 mm-hmm. to 5, maybe. Ooh, you 9 know? to
1: 5, classic, classic.
3: I, I haven't done it, but maybe in my future, for sure. I have
1: done Tie My Heart in parentheses in a Double Knot uh, by Dolly Parton on karaoke <laughs> as well. I have done that. Steve, what's your karaoke song?
2: Um, It depends on how drunk I am. Yeah. But, like, medium drunk is mm. usually just Johnny Cl- Johnny Cash
1: stuff. Yeah. You got the voice. You gotta you gotta, you gotta play <laughs> the parts you're dealt. Yeah. yeah.
2: I because I, I also usually try to mimic the singer at least. Sure. Yeah, because that's what you're supposed to do. But like that's what I do when I do Mark Morrison. I'm like, yeah.
0: oh my God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> See that and that's why I stay away from Michael McDonald. I can't do that. So <laughs>
1: No, but if you were if i were to name some of my friends who would not do a good michael mcdonald i think i might pick you at the top of the list yeah yeah
2: <laughs> so yeah medium drunk is johnny cash and then depending on how how aggressively drunk it's like between bon jovi or uh Oof. uh i'll do uh
1: i'll do ace of spades by oh, motorhead
3: hell yeah solid yeah. solid solid
1: yeah, I thought you we were going to say Ace of Base for a sec. I got pretty excited. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually
3: would have questioned a lot of things if it was Ace of Base. I have yeah, never
2: was- seen the sign on a microphone. i so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never seen the sign. I personally have never seen the sign. Um, I've opened up my eyes and still haven't seen the sign. Nope. Um,
3: Someone told me they came out as like Nazis. Uh, Ace of like, Base? Yeah, like there's some tie to like, some, uh, like Nazi propaganda related things. <laughs> Just Oof. Google it. Ah. I had a bunch of people be like, yeah, they 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 had a dark past and I was like, okay. Oh no
1: shit. For- now I'm yeah. interested going down that no, rabbit no. hole. Please do. Um but, uh, all right, what beers... Uh, we're all slugging on some beers here. What do we got? What do we got? make. make why don't you lead us off? What are you drinking? Um, oh,
3: my gosh, guys. Thank you. <laughs> um, I actually uh, didn't really have a big stock, but I did have one of the other beers I brought back from Leipzig, and mm. it was the second of the Gozas that I brought home. So mm. this one was the uh, Gas House. So I was able to bring home two like of the original breweries that did Goza and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I actually... I think the other one was called like Rudder House, if I remember mm-hmm. correctly. Um, and that one I felt like was a little bit closer to Goza's that you might try here where it's like really, you know, you get a really nice wheat note um, and it has a nice pleasant tartness, like mm-hmm. kind of sweaty a little bit. Mm-hmm. This one, um, like the acidity kind of feels a little higher. It's a little cleaner. Um less of that like wheat character coming through just like through the malt character there yeah um but it's nice It's pleasant. it's uh, a yeah. nice little little hazy
1: mm. nice boy Good. nice boy um steve what do you got What are you drinking over there i saw you mm-hmm. sipping on was it ellicottville did i catch that yeah catch you that got bottle? that right yeah you got that right
2: uh just damn quick, right. just quickly before i get to it uh meg mm-hmm. is right asa base did have a Nazi background. What the uh, the the founder of the band Ulf Eckberg, was originally in a Nazi punk band Aye. that was called Commit Suicide. So basically, Aye. he went from doing Screwdriver to fucking like pop.
1: Okay. All yeah. right. Well. I so really j- put a damper on my Thursday. Yeah, so Meg it uh, wasn't just spouting shit. I
2: like, looked it up real quick, and it's the first it, thing that comes up. It's an article by Vice, and I was like, oh. Yeah. And then there's a picture of him giving the
1: Heil Hitler. It's like, oh, okay, well, sure. how about that?
3: Man, all of our childhoods were ruined the moment gonna we found take, out. I think, just, think like, I'm going to
1: take that off my summer playlist. <laughs> uh, yeah. Off my, pool, my poolside playlist right after, uh, you know... Cruel summer and right, bet- right between Bananarama it really and whatever does else, does
3: make you think differently about the whole. I saw the sign. Yeah, it mm-hmm. sure does. Because
1: you know. the sign might have been a swastika.
3: Yeah, yeah The
1: sign yeah. was verboten. And <laughs> yeah, jeez. All right. Well, hey, fuck Ace of Base, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you seem really, really heartbroken over this. No, I'm all right. <laughs> I mean, I, listen. If I never heard anything Ace of Base, ever if they died tomorrow, I, like I wouldn't. It wouldn't. I, I wouldn't affect my breakfast right but, um <laughs> you know um yeah. all right got it. but
2: yeah you so got? the beer you're right you called it right it's ellicottville mm. and it's their blackberry kolsch
3: mm. Mm. no it, it's pretty James decent you owe me a coke steve or brian <laughs> what we both said mm, at the mm. same time. You, you both made yummy <laughs> sounds at the same time yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now you owe me a coke thanks yeah, yeah. um I really do appreciate Ellicottville Brewing Company. When I worked at Southern Tier, that was like in the phase where Ellicottville in Ellicottville wasn't big enough to be doing their production work. So Southern Tier was doing a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to drink a bunch of it. And I think the beers are always really fucking solid. And even when they started Mm -hmm. brewing on their own, it's whenever I go home is what I'm saying that I will always try to find some.
1: Yeah, Yeah. I think they are one of the few other breweries, and I hope I'm not confusing them with somebody else, but. They're one of the few other breweries that I have seen do a full on lager variety pack, which we uh, we just launched one hmm. last month at uh, at Sly Fox. Um, and I was like, oh, sick. Uh, although I have not picked it up yet. Um, I think they do have like an all lager variety pack. I I'm, hope I'm not confusing them with somebody else, but I think they might. I don't know. Don't. Uh, I, that I doesn't it, sound right to me, but I maybe. might be. Convi- I might. I, it's very positive, possible that I'm uh, confusing them with somebody else. But I. Uh, oh
2: no, you're right. Do they? No, you're. You're. Yeah, you're totally right. They did one. That it would. It, uh, but they're not. They're not like straight uh, German type loggers.
1: No, it's, I see. They got a check. They got the check pills. Uh, mybach. Actually, that's r- remarkably close to our ours because ours has a check ten degree pale lager and a mybach. Mm. But then they have a Schwarzbier and a Vienna and ours is a Hells and a Pills.
2: Yeah. Also, um, I was looking I'm looking at a different one. So they've done more uh, okay. than yeah. They they also did one that was like a Bach and then a pretzel lager and then mm. a uh, uh Martin and then, uh something else.
1: That might have been a fall situation. Yeah. The one yeah, that this I'm one looking at fall. here, the uh the, art, the the font uh looks like um what I would describe as your ex's worst tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I described the podcast We font all have hat. a visual in our head now. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Uh, but the beer's probably good. Um yeah. I am drinking. Speaking of little loggy boys, I got this little handsome bugger here. Uh can you guys guess what beer it is just from looking at it?
3: Um, it looks like it would be like uh obviously in the of Vienna lager, Martzen style, um Octoberfest. Is it a Pilsner or a or Cal? Or
1: It sure is. Um, it's a Pilsner Urquell. Yeah, it's a little darker. That that color's a little misleading. Yeah, uh, it's a little more. It does look it's a looking darker, darker on the mm. it looks a lot darker on the camera yeah, yeah. than it actually is. Um Well,
3: well, well. Yeah, drinking a little We probably could have all guessed that without even looking at that's the beer. What I'm so saying. that's our That's that's my <laughs> bet yeah, yeah. There's a I reason I was thrown off by the color.
1: No, I always drink, I, I you know, I drink beer a whole lot, but I specifically uh, had myself a little 12 pack on hand because I did a little uh, 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 Instagram live thing uh, with a couple of friends who are uh, advanced Cicerones that do like a, a weekly Instagram live where they talk about like classic versions of certain styles. And they were talking about uh, Czech. 12 degree check check premium pale lager and uh pilsner cal specifically and got on there and talked about them a little bit so i was been slamming a couple of them some bitches and man it's just it's just so good it's just such a fucking good beer like it's just it is the beer i've drank more of in my life than any other beer for sure and will probably continue to be the case um i have um spoiled you know sly fox having all kind of yummy loggy beers around but Mm -hmm. i just have a hard hard time Getting away from from a pilsner, from a good old pilsner, gal.
3: I'm just waiting for you to one day just like say, "Hey guys, I got a new tattoo. Guess mm. what it is?" Mm-hmm. And then we aren't even <laughs> a question. I'm already like, "It's a pilsner or quell tattoo."
1: It's ju- it's Joseph Grohl's big fat head. Fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I just man, it's just good. Giving it just you got a so high five.
3: Body. Yeah, like giving your nipple a high five. <laughs>
1: flicking, pinching my nipple and flicking. Oh my it.
3: god, yes. uh, yeah. I, was, um, I
2: would ge- I would guess full back, shoulder to uh, shoulder skyline of the city
1: of Pilsen. So, <laughs> yeah, that that iconic, that iconic skyline of yep. Pilsen It's got that couple buildings that are uh, upwards of six stories tall. I know. Um, <laughs> so huge as yeah, most European but, architecture is. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, guys, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited. Let's get into it. We have some movies to pick. Um, this is a this is a, a a monumentous occasion because for those of you who are are new to the podcast or for those of you who just are, are just getting caught up uh, Meg is is uh de- you know departing the podcast she's got she's got brewery things to do she's she's busy she's got some stuff going on. Uh, we, we hope to convince her to come back and do some um, do some uh, uh, you know occasional uh guest uh, guest spots and things like that but in the time for the time being, um she's she's just she gave us double middle fingers she stunned Mm me and then i took the brunt of it and then steve got away but then i got stunned and then i came up and i was all kind of wobbly and stuff like that she stunned me again fucking shane mcmahon style um and she said fuck you guys i'm out Uh, on the last
3: episode i am for sure gonna shotgun a beer you know
1: shotgun a beer throw a couple stunners throw a couple middle fingers up Um, but we did talk her into sticking out for one more showdown episode, which will be June and which will be, um, coincidentally our two year anniversary, um, of, of doing this old, this old, nutty old podcast. So, um, showdown topic, uh, for June, where we're each going to pick a movie and then we're going to talk about them. Then we're going to yell at each other and we're going to punch each other, kick each other, wrap barbed wire around baseball bats, smack each other in the head, ultimately vote and decide who takes home that motherfucking championship belt. Um, this is a real zero-sum game for your boy over here, because Meg, if she wins, she fucking retires champ, basically, which is not <laughs> what we want to see. And if Steve wins, he gets the first-ever three-peat in the history of, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 of of the podcast. And I, and I honestly hate, I hated that, I and I hated it hated all much. I, it sounded like meatwad, like have uh, happy birthday! Yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> happy birthday. Um, and then uh, that and that's gonna end up just with with um a punishment episode that is gonna fall entirely on my shoulders, which I hate the idea of. So I've been putting a lot of thought into this, and and I'm really second guessing myself. I'm getting in my head about what I'm gonna pick for for redneck shenanigans, but because Steve is the reigning champ, he does get to choose the order in which we uh, pick our movies. So I will uh, I will uh, acquiesce. So, uh, if I if I win, I do hope
2: Meg sticks around for maybe one more just because the, it, it will be a really special punishment episode.
1: It'll be a really special Wait, one.
3: Wait, so if, ta-
1: he if, talked about this in the last episode. It's honestly it's very very um disconcerting. Yeah, the way he's been talking about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the look on his face and the and the, and really the glint in his it. eyes. He's, he's, he's so so glad, but he's but he's got this shit eating grin on his face. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. makes me very um, concern. No, nobody ever
2: sees the video of how I betray the words I'm saying. It's, no.
1: and that's <laughs> just, what's upsetting. It, for <laughs> He says this in this very like even keeled tone, but if you look, he's just got this like Cheshire cat grin on his he's face. He's
3: actually stroking his fucking beard. And he's also he's stroking just stroking like, his beard. It's <laughs> so fucked <laughs> up.
1: Um, so that's what I'm worried about. Um, but <laughs> again, it 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 is it is up to him to pick who goes next. But he has yeah. promised, if he wins, a weird, uh, a, a special weird punishment. A special,
3: a special. yeah, mm.
1: special yeah. makes me even feel worse.
3: I don't think anything that you do is special for us. You know what I mean? Like mm. it's never with. The, it's not like you're giving us like a Christmas present. Mm. You know, it's not. It's not that sort of special, or even an anniversary gift. Steve mm-hmm. um, you know you don't know
2: not... you don't know it could be yeah it I just don't could trust be you, you, you I... can not trust me but I'm saying
1: it'll be like very hepatitis special Hepatitis is special yeah. in the sense that it requires special treatment <laughs> and like right. and, and like the majority of people don't it's have it on those yeah <laughs>
2: But then so is ice cream cake. Ice cream cake is also special.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's like what I'm you saying. You don't get it, could it all be, you don't could get it. I just could be ice cream I cake. I vomited yeah. after eating ice cream cake one time, so there was a long time where it wasn't special for me. Mm, well, okay, cool. so you know?
2: sometimes ice cream
1: cake isn't for everybody. Ice cream you know, cake. Ice cream
3: cake. <laughs> ice mm, yum yum, ice
1: cream cake. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Steve, who's picking first, for Christ's sake?
2: <laughs> so I mean, again, I, I do hope Meg sticks around for one more if I do win. If not, she can just drop a bomb if she wins and fucking peace out or, yeah. you know, whatever. But uh, with that in mind, because Meg is leaving, I'm going to be nice because I can't promise she'll win. But I will be nice and give her the opportunity of having the best shot and let her go first.
3: Uh You know, that's that's a tough one because I have like three and it was going to be based off of what you guys ended up choosing. Mm -hmm. Does that mean you want
2: to go last?
3: Yeah, because I mean, I don't know if you guys would choose the one that I, I mean, I have three and they're all like different. Sure. Actually, I technically have four. Like, and if you guys choose like ones that I'm like, I have no chance, then I'm dropping a bomb. Okay. It's just unhinged. It's just unhinged. All right. Well then I'll let
2: I'll let you go last then, Meg, if that's what you want. If that's what you want. I thought I was being nice yeah. by letting you no, no, go no, no, first. No. I appreciate but, it. I appreciate
3: okay. it. I, because I'm like in between a few. It's, yeah. the, it's,
2: it's the one gift I can give you because I can't promise you a championship because I do if want I that three piece.
3: If I felt like more confident or not confident, but like was like, yes, mm-hmm. this is the one I want. This is the best. Yeah.
2: I yeah. mean, there's nothing in the in this category that's like a huge standout anyway. Mm-hmm. So, all right. With that in mind, then I'll go first Oh, and okay. I'm just going to take 2000 maniacs.
1: Okay. Yeah. They one. All right, I'm writing it down here. All right, a little surprising. Uh, a little surprising. I could I I would have expected you to go for more of like a modern slasher type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um just cuz that's your that's more your bag. Yeah.
2: It, it, this is more like we we've we had earlier in the year like Herschel Gordon Lewis come up as mm-hmm. a you know a, a, as a category but it didn't get voted on. And like we've also just not uh done any of his films so mm-hmm. true
1: yeah no I, I i love it and this is a fucking just weird uh this is a movie that's like when back in i'm gonna assume in the early 60s when tubi was first uh, found people don't know that tubi Tubi's, <laughs> tubi is at least 50 years old um oh no i'm, just, I'm making that up. brian didn't hear the news what oh this one will
2: actually this uh, this one actually will hurt you
1: Oh what, no. hap- what happened? They Don't tell me.
2: Did uh, Tubi? Well, I mean, they were bought back in 2020. Yeah, and then just the way they structured the company, nobody knows. Nobody knew this until recently. But Tubi is a Fox subsidiary.
1: Oh no! And they
2: use Ooh. they use Tubi ad revenue to prop up Fox News because Fox you know News what, has though? been hemorrhaging money.
3: This honestly <sighs> all makes sense, though, of how sucked in brian got that's the same sort of corporate brian media loves Ace of base that brian loves that to trump <laughs> why would you say i'm a trump person what no no i mean it's like the same sort of tactics is what i'm just oh, now joking they about weasel say, into, you know, they yeah, weasel like, me in they did they sucked you in god you, damn they, it they became your lord and savior.
1: <laughs> god damn it i you know what i'm gonna go full um cognitive dissonance like rejection <laughs> reject it and say that it's a false flag, it's a false sure. flag. yeah
2: cool. it's a psyop yes advertisers pay money into tubi but if you never buy any of the products advertised to you and you never pay for a subscription to tubi
1: that's true
2: you personally don't have to feel the need that you like you're giving to them
1: yeah, but, but the yeah. more views means the more ad revenue. Mm-hmm. He's definitely been
3: pushing them real hard. Ugh. I feel like Damn, this is one troublesome.
1: Today. This yeah. is troublesome.
2: Aww. Yeah, I just All I right. just wanted to throw that out there because I know for a long time we've done the <laughs> going glides. into a,
1: a holiday episode. weekend. <laughs> just going into a holiday weekend, just rip my heart out like that. <laughs> that's Dana, all right I've, turner's I've, dead
2: to owned by fucking nazis
1: <laughs> i have been way i'll be honest with you i have i've actually not been watching as much Tubi lately i've been watching um i've been back on the shutter bandwagon i've been mm-hmm. watching a mm-hmm. lot of good shit on shutter i continue to love that app and then i've actually been watching Screenbox quite a bit oh really um which i mean is you know it's a fucking amazon prime thing i right. think it's probably a but um, they've got some really cool like it's uh, the thing I love about Shudder is how well curated it is and they pull yeah. up shit that you don't see uh, otherwise and they cater to like more hardcore horror nerds and and screen kind of does the same thing. So yeah. anyway, we're not talking about let's put all this nastiness behind us guys. Uh, Steve's going to do two, uh 2000 maniacs, which is a, a bit of a dark horse pick. I like that. Um, I am. Ah, damn it
2: undeniably redneck and undeniably shenanigans so
1: there are shenanigans it starts with shenanigans
2: i'll tell you yeah
1: (laughs) all right so i am going to go because i uh, although i really want to pick a a weird one here i actually think it fits better into some other categories so i'm gonna wait on it um i am going to pick um i'm gonna pick tourist strap okay i love tourist strap uh i love the griminess of it mm-hmm. i love the performances and it has two of the most just unsettling scenes in horror history for me so i'm very excited uh to talk about Taurus trap and i don't think i'm going to get a better opportunity to talk about Taurus trap but the other one on my list i definitely am going to get a better opportunity to talk about at some point so mm. i'm going Taurus trap okie dokie meg what's what's uh what's your uh
2: What's your All right. th- where 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 does that leave you did, did we um, not take I'm, I'm any like, of your choices like,
3: no no and I'm knocking off a couple as we're talking where I'm like I think this is not I think this is good um I this was a recommendation of someone else like who was suggested and I think it could be a solid choice here like I don't think it falls into like the silliness but we kind of left it open as like backwoods like country hillbilly type thing so I'm gonna go with the yep. uh, 2005 Wolf Creek. Okay. wolf creek
1: all right that's a fun one that's a fun one i'm ex- excited to see that one again australian uh, rednecks 2000, 2005 right yeah 2005. okay
3: interesting but do you want to hear what my other bomb would have been but then i like, Yes. The what more would your bomb
2: like, been how would you have nuked like, the show to leave
3: no, it <laughs> it, like, it would have been so ridiculous because it, it looks really it hinges blood games
1: oh yeah I've never seen Blood Games. It's like ninety one,
3: but I was just like the the rape scenes. I was like, I don't know if I want to like go after that on my last episode, but it just even just like would have been
1: on brand, you know, especially if it was incestuous. Um, (laughs) No, it's not. No, I I don't know this movie. What's it called? Blood Games. Yeah, yeah. I I I skimmed it in my research.
3: Yeah, it's like hillbillies versus the softball team revenge <laughs> film. Fuck, I'm on. I'm I'm on. I, mean, I feel like you would like it. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like you'd probably, you had me at
1: hillbillies versus softball team.
3: Yeah, so it,
1: yeah, I'm imagining like meatballs, but with like they're fighting hillbillies in the woods.
2: It's not that. It's much more last house on the left, but with mm. more women. Gotcha. So it's, gotcha. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it. Yeah. What I skimmed was pretty unpleasant and so it was like my second or third choice i was like mm-hmm. uh, i don't know that's
1: well i'll tell you in the spirit of of uh full disclosure here what our other picks were my my original one i was going to pick which i thought was going to be like this this out of left field pick but i i know that steve would go after it because it's not when we think redneck you think american mm-hmm. you know south southern rednecks i was going to go with the wicker man Mm. Yeah, that was yeah, popped up on a list go, and I, go British British uh, rednecks in a in a way, but they're yeah. not rednecks, you but know. But I, right. a, like
3: I saw that one as like options that came up on lists and stuff, and I was like, I, like I'm I think it's a smart on your behalf. Like I think it'll fit better in like another category. Yeah, for sure. I mean,
1: it's it's like one of the quintessential folk folk horror movies. Yeah. Like obviously British horror will I'm sure we'll do at some point. So I was mm-hmm. like, we'll get an opportunity to talk about the Wicker cult, Man. I
3: feel like cult came up as a topic, but I don't remember if we covered it but yeah, like cult, yeah okay, you know yeah
1: cult's a topic and like
3: so, that's why I like yeah.
2: i had like race with the devil on as mm-hmm. a possible one but like that's more culty and then mm-hmm. another one i had that kind of falls in line with the wicker man at wolf creek because it's not american um there's a film called girls with balls and it's actually very similar mm-hmm. to blood games but it's less rape uh yeah there's, mm-hmm. it's uh like a volleyball it's a french volleyball team that gets stranded out in the french woods And they're like surrounded Mm. by rednecks. But I disqualified that one because I remembered they rip a dog in half and Meg would not Mm -hmm. vote for that. It's a, they they do it in a funny way, but it's still ripping a dog in half. So,
3: yeah, Yeah. you would have definitely lost my vote for sure. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's interesting because British, like, you know, there's some backwoods ass, you know, British shit going on. But like, but it's not, doesn't feel redneck. Whereas like Australia, they got some. They got some red. I swear they're there are like some some, you know, because the Australian brand of redneck feels like it could easily be swapped out with like an American version Mm -hmm. of redneck. Like they feel like even though it's on the opposite side of the earth. Like, I do feel like there is, for whatever reason, more tie there than there are with, like, you know, a British equivalent of a, of a redneck. I
2: mean, but- it, I think it's literally because in the name, like, redneck is because people are getting burned on the back of their neck. And I think yeah. it's all associated with the heat. The heat cooks people's brains in a certain way.
3: <laughs> You're probably I right. I also <laughs> think there's association in my brain of, like, the accent is, like, just close enough to, like, a British accent, but also... At times, completely um like you can't even fucking understand it, which is kind of how we feel about people in the South. Hey, yeah, we love people in the South. Just <laughs> you kidding. just got,
1: you just got that. They just got that that old redneck mushmouth uh, type <coughs> situation.
0: <laughs>
2: mushmouth. Um, <laughs> if, if if any of the listeners want a really good example of Australian rednecks, that could easily be American rednecks. uh
1: The movie Body Melt. Yep, that's what I was just about to say Body Melt. I actually thought about that one, but the movie is it really focus. fun. But then it drags. Yeah, and then and then like a lot of it is more of a suburban setting. Mm-hmm. Um, but Body Melt is really fun. Um, it's really dumb and really fun, but the whole redneck scene where they go out to like the, the, the auto, they're getting their car repaired out in mm-hmm. the middle of the fucking nowhere. And there's like the, 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 fucking inbred family out there and all that stuff. And isn't he like throw something? Oh yeah. Doesn't he like throw something and kill a kangaroo or something? Um, something there's a like great it. scene in, great scene in that movie. But anyway. Um, All right. So just to recap, uh, quite a diverse list here. We we uh, we definitely have been skewing towards the like 80s and 90s um, traditionally. But uh, in this instance, Steve's going the whole way back to 1964 uh, with 2000 Maniacs. I'm at the very end, tail end of the 70s with Taurus Trap and then Meg. Bringing up those mid-2000s vibes with Wolf Creek. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. That'll be our showdown episode. Um, if you want to watch those movies or at least familiarize yourself with them before next week's episode, um, there they are. Uh, and tune in when we uh, show up next week and and just, you know, beat each other's brains in talking about these these three movies. So let's get into our main topic here for this here mini um, you know, a little different, a little bit of a uh, of a departure from what we normally do. We're not going to go through uh, the move, you know, an individual movie itself and discuss it. We're going to talk about the 2022 uh, or 2023, but for the year, you know, ending. I guess nowish. I don't know when that actually ends. Uh, Fangoria Chainsaw Awards, which are streaming currently on shutter fangoria for i i guess there's no real reason to explain what fangoria is it's been around for a long time and is a <laughs> uh you know anybody who's who's in the horror you know is is into horror or has been for any amount of time uh fangoria you know is a is a publication that is synonymous with with horror and they have a kind of a, a fun little um you know a little bit of a cheeky take on uh on you know your traditional entertainment award shows uh, but specifically around uh, horror movies. And they do some of the same categories, things like, you know, best supporting act uh, performance, best performance, you know, best uh, short films, you know, wide releases. But then they do other things like, you know, best kill and, and, and in this sense, it's best Amityville and things like that. So um, they did like a little cold open where there was like this, this kind of melty, pumpkin skull face serial killer that's you know prowling the the scene of the show and stuff or or, or the, the the I'm sorry the set of the uh of the actual award show taping and um I don't know I could probably would have done without it it was fine um you know some of the stuff later on was was more entertaining but the whole thing was you know obviously shot you know on tape there's no no studio audience or anything like that um but the the main um, you know, I guess hosts that they kept coming back to a little more frequently was uh, David Dashmal, Doth- Malchin. I always mess up his name. Who is showing up just everything horror related nowadays? You feel like he he is on, but he's so entertaining and so
3: creepy. So yeah, he's funny, he's so, like, funny.
1: He's creepy. I I'm see pretty sure man. I'm in love with him. Yeah. Um, Somebody yeah, check his
2: Chinese a- zodiac, because yeah, one he's got the he's obviously got the Fango awards. He's on mm-hmm. the uh, the 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 last uh, voyage of the Demeter. Mm-hmm. He's in the Boogeyman, like Meg just said, and then yeah. he's also in the film uh, the the Last Night with the Devil or whatever, or Late Night mm-hmm. with the Devil later this year. Yeah. They're all coming out this mm-hmm.
3: year. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, he's in a bunch of shit right now. He was in Dune. Yeah, like Boston
3: Strangler, which does that little like series, which was pretty solid. He was in that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then he was also an
2: Ant Man at the beginning of the year. So, like, he's in everything.
3: Yeah, dude's in
1: everything right now. He's killing it. He's super funny. And, uh, like I said, just kind of a dang creepy hunk, too. Um, <laughs> Uh, well, and let's then, go
3: back to how hot he is
1: He is just <laughs> an attractive man he's just a creepy attractive man he's um, a crispin then, glover uh, for a new age meg don't oh, yeah. be here. oh that's a great well comparison oh i my love God. that a little bit more deliberate perhaps in what he does maybe chris crispin glover was more so that we give him credit for but yeah just a just a, a dang old heartthrob for the for horror nerds and then we have uh peaches christ who um who was just what a great on. name Mm-hmm. yeah so drag performer who was just actually just on um uh the last drive-in uh, oh, okay. recently as as well um which was really fun and uh yeah so they do a fun job and also uh, De- uh David Dust Malchin and uh was on and I don't remember if peaches Christ was as well but a lot of the same people showed up Melissa Rose and um yeah a lot of the same people showed up on uh that Boule brothers halfway to Halloween special. Mm-hmm which you have, if you haven't watched, if you if you care even a little bit about this and you like the little sketches and stuff like that, go watch that because it's infinitely more um, uh, entertaining. This is more of like an industry thing. And the, the, the one thing I kind of was interesting about this, about the Chainsaw Awards, is like the tone was so up and down, but I get it. Mm-hmm. That, that's yeah. what it is with these types of award shows because some of the people took it like really seriously and gave these super long, heartfelt like acceptance speeches mm-hmm. and then you had other people that were just being fun and silly and entertaining and it was just like I definitely found myself uh, fast forwarding through a couple of the acceptance speeches <laughs> where it's like
3: yeah, well, come I on think it's I'm like, jumping ahead 30 seconds different, like kind of emotion I think that goes behind whether or not you have a live audience or not like you're not responding to the energy there versus like I'm just looking at a cast and crew who's telling yeah. me your yeah. turn go on well and we'll that's the they... camera
1: that's what they did on the, the Boole Brothers uh, uh, Halloween special is mm-hmm. they pretended it was front in front of a live studio audience, but it obviously wasn't. And that was the that was part of the shtick. Mm-hmm. And it was like they played to that awkwardness and they like acted like there was, but everyone knew there wasn't. And it was very tongue in cheek. This was like at times extremely earnest and then mm-hmm. at times, very silly. Yeah. So it was like it, it just was a weird, weird feel overall. But I think like most award shows kind of are like that.
2: Yeah, I get I get the want to be earnest when you're getting awards like this, uh, because, you know, horror is obviously a very you know niche category and you're mm-hmm. not going to get. Awards like this from the Oscars You're not going to get mm-hmm. Emmys or Golden Globes Or anything if you're making mm-hmm. like Fucking genre films you can get yeah. these And you can get Saturn awards for sci-fi And that's about the mm-hmm. top uh, You know the yeah. top of the mm-hmm. industry for Genre films
1: so like I yeah. I Get when people unless you're Jordan Peele or, right yeah yeah A couple other a couple other people yeah. I guess
2: So I so I get the I get the You know the one to be earnest but At the same time yeah it the The whole thing was up and down I had my two notes about the energy were one, all of the like scream queens like Barbara Crampton, Felissa Rose, uh, Adrian King, all of them. For some reason, they just understood whatever the assignment was because they all brought energy to their presentation. Mm-hmm. Like there are yeah. some people that are just like really flat when they're presenting. I don't care if the yeah. I don't care if the award acceptance is earnest, but like they should try to make this as much. It, and I I like this award show because it kind of reminded me of the old school MTV movie awards that we grew <laughs> yeah, up with. Me too. Like it was yeah. it was silly. They had skits.
1: They and had they'd bring fucking Jason out and right. yeah do wild shit like yeah. that. Yeah,
2: it was silly. It had skits. And like, that's what it should be. Like, it should just be silliness yeah. and then like awarding people who otherwise wouldn't get awards. And that's what it yeah. should be.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I do love when there's there's people who win. that just are kind of like just huge genre fans that are just like. This is fucking awesome, you know, because because the Fangoria Chainsaw Awards have been around since like the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So this isn't like a new thing, right. you know. So like the people who are just like lifelong genre fans that were nominated or won or whatever that were just like, this is so cool. You know, this was something that I've been reading about since I was a kid, whatever, and, mm-hmm. and just kind of paid tribute to, to that. That was fun. But then there was like, especially I think it was some of the younger some of the younger winners, like some of the like the couple of kids from like the Black Phone that won. We're just like really earnest and like, I don't know, m- m- kind of a little bit more. I mean, I feel like younger kids nowadays, like they're so just media trained by birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> that they just like feel like they have to be super earnest about stuff. I don't know. But um, I went down through some of the some of the categories and ones that I thought were cool and which ones, you know, the flubs and snubs, guys. Y- you know how we do it on the, in the award show. So um, the first one I wrote down was supporting performance. And I did like that they didn't pick Kristen Stewart or or Jenna Ortega um, for, for that one, because you would have thought those would be the uh like the 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 big, you know, they were the big star picks kind mm-hmm. of thing. Not, you know, but then my whole thing was like and I think they gave and they gave it to the 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 young woman who who is in um, Madeline McGraw Madeline McGraw yeah I forgot to write her name I'm just from the uh from the black phone which mm. she was great um but then it was the I hate to be cynical about it but you know this is supposed to be a um it's a fan vote thing right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's like she was good in that movie and that movie obviously did well but I was surprised like I I found it hard to believe that She was there and presenting and also won over Uh, Kristen Stewart and Jenna Ortega. I don't know. Maybe that's cynical of me.
2: Yeah, I think that's a little cynical. I think it's more that like once it was clear she was running away with the votes, they Mm -hmm. did their best to get her on the show. It's very possible. Because they Mm -hmm. knew they weren't going to get Jenna Ortega on the show. They knew they weren't going to get Kristen Stewart on the show. Mm hmm. So and
3: just like some I if the energy of uh just kind of it, it sparked this a lot when you were talking about it and it's how I felt throughout it because, because this was a fan vote that some of the categories were interesting and like like this one where some of them ran away with it, like we'll talk about best director. it's like a very obvious one versus something like you know, black phone one of all quite a few, uh like Prey one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I was like it was an interesting vibe to see where people's heads at were like with some of these films where other ones were like, oh, the one Mia Gothson, of course, she's going to fucking win. Yeah, that's you know? why and the it first kind of ran one away made me, me
1: think that is because they, it yeah. they did feel a little bit like a popularity contest in some of the categories. Mm-hmm. I mean, even even yeah. just the best short, uh, not best short, but the best, best first feature I think was the category yeah. mm-hmm. and the one. watcher one, mm-hmm. which was the girl from it follows uh starred in it. Right. If I'm not mistaken.
2: Yeah. Uh,
3: yeah. Sure. I'm trying to think of name. I,
2: I actually didn't
1: see that movie. <laughs> so, okay.
3: I didn't watch watcher. I but saw just, watcher. Like, I, I didn't I started see started <laughs> it. And then I got real bored with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was
1: fine, but it was a little boring and it was a little predictable and, but it was good. Don't get me wrong. Like production it's, value was through the roof. It was, a, it was a good movie, but like, I was on. If you've seen I,
3: "Girl on a Train" or what, there's another movie that rear came window. out in the last couple of years, What's yeah, it, it's a very rear window. It's a rip
2: of yeah. rear yeah. Re- window. Not that it's a bad film, but it's a ripper rear window when Deadstream and the sadness
1: exactly are like yeah.
2: incredibly. I mean, much more, I, I, much more original than the Watcher. Yeah. And I think
3: yeah. Yeah. And, I basically were like, this is such a silly win because like this is clearly because of the actor that was involved with it. I'm just mm-hmm. like and I because I that was a category. I was just kind of like, wow, there's actually some heavy hitters of movies that we all collectively really fucking loved and not. Yeah, a- and
1: uh, well, and I was also, you know, sal- selfishly rooting for uh, Rob Jabazz, who yeah. uh, who was a, a guest on the yeah. show um, who who directed The Sadness. It was so cool. And it's just. We talked to him for like 2 hours. He was fantastic, mm-hmm. super interesting guy, and I loved that movie. Mm-hmm. So I was definitely rooting for that, but I also really loved Deadstream. Mm-hmm. I thought that was a super unique It was so fun. It felt so different. Did we do a whole episode on that or did we just talk about Deadstream? It's
2: no, we just talked about it cuz we talked about VHS99.
1: Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah, and,
2: and the the Winters is, is the husband yeah. and wife team directed yeah. both, you know, a, a short in that
1: and Deadstream. Yeah, that was such a fun movie. And yeah, they were just both so much more, you know, unique films to me Mm -hmm. than than The Watcher. But Mm -hmm. um, anyway, so um, yeah, getting back to uh, I I actually did not see any or I didn't write down what all the nominees were. But for best short, did you guys see any of those? I I did. I didn't. Yeah. Which ones did you watch? So
2: like I, I was really interested about the shorts because I hadn't seen any of them. And mm. then I literally like earlier this morning, I watched all of them except for one. Mm. And just cause I was like, well, why, you know, why would close your eyes win is why I was mm. curious. Cause pretty much, yeah, I mean, yeah. I think every other film that is talked about tonight is like something we've seen, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah. And I was also curious is like, does Fangoria do anything to get these shorts in the people's hands? Because most of the time, uh, all of the almost all short films are available on youtube so Mm -hmm. and that's where i watched all of them the only one i didn't watch was oh glory and i think it's because like it's a uk release and they put it up on uh they put it up on vimeo but it was passport protected Mm. so i didn't watch that one but close your eyes as a winner is probably probably got to me more post show as an egregious winner then then uh uh, best than the uh, watcher yeah yeah so close your eyes is basically it's a sub five minute film and all it does is service like a jump scare Mm -hmm.
0: now it's it's
2: it's, it's really it's it's well made it's well shot but it's just not it does not feel like a complete film Mm -hmm. whereas uh meet friend it's kind of funny
1: and that's the one that I wrote down. Of course, I was like, Ooh, I, friend, that looks wild. I got to watch. that." So I
2: watched that one. It's not it's not that great. And it's yeah. OK that it didn't win. And I mean, this in a very compliment I mean, this in the most complimentary way I can. But mm. it's something that Brian could make on the weekend with his daughters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And an iPhone. Um, yeah. But it's surprising that neither blood or, or neither blink or guts one. Blink Mm. is a 10 minute film that was released by Sony. So it's, it is a really well put together film and it honestly feels like kind of a, uh, an exploratory film of like, can this garner uh, enough attention to get people to want to invest in a bigger film
1: that it was that type of short, but it's, it's, it was, it was like a test. It was like a spec short, right?
2: But it's so well made and it's so good. And just like, Mm. just a quick breakdown of how it runs is it starts with a woman in a hospital bed and a nurse is checking on her and like, she's regaining consciousness. And then Mm -hmm. it's revealed that she can't speak and she can't move. So she's been like kind of paralyzed. And the nurse starts asking her questions and she's doing the blink one, uh, blink one for no blink two for yes. Mm. Mm. And just the way the questioning is written, it builds a lot of tension. So it's like, did you jump out the window? And she blinked mm. and she's like, no, I didn't jump. And she's doing it all through blinks. So it's like yeah. a pushing in for close up on the eyes. And it's like, yeah. Oh, were you pushed? Yes. You know, wh- was there somebody else in the in your apartment with you? Yes. Was it a man? <gasps> mm-hmm. Yes. Was it a woman, or was it a man? No. Was it a woman? No. And then, mm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Yeah. yeah so, and then I bit. won't give the rest of it away, but it's like, yeah, it's like it's it. it's a real good tension builder. Ooh. So it was it's a good film, nice. but the one that should have won in my mind was Guts. Yeah, and Guts. I'm so super surprised this one didn't win because it has it basically has, it feels like a short film that the people from scare package made after they were doing uh at, or after they did scare package or some t- mm. somewhere in between cuz it has um it has the one guy Kirk as a star in it uh yeah. Kirk is like he's the guy that gets melted in one of oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> or he's also in scare package too and i think he you know he also gets melted but yeah um so there's Kirk and then the guy who plays Rad Chad is also in this and he's like a bully and it, guts is mm-hmm. all about this guy who goes around his office and his guts are just hanging out <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so like he all his shirts that's he funny. cuts holes into them it's a it's a comedy but like yeah. Oh, yeah it's yeah and it's just i was surprised that one didn't win because it seemed to have the most recognition among the horror crowd and it's also just really funny and there's a lot of fun effects in it so
0: Mm-hmm.
3: that doesn't happen yeah. Really yeah
2: so yeah go, definitely go check out all the shorts but in yeah you'll also get confused as to why like close your eyes one and not anything else
0: mm.
3: what was the it was the steve kaczynski film the robo or like uh um, biocop <laughs> biocop that's like when you talk yeah. about guts it's kind of reminded me yeah of yeah it's,
2: it's similar yeah. yeah 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 i did i did watch the trailer for oh glory and it seemed kind of cool. It seemed very inspired by like 70s film and uh, Ben Wheatley films. But like it's mm. yeah, I didn't see the whole thing, so I can't
1: make a judgment. I'll have to check some of those out. Yeah, that that was the one thing, you know, the shorts that I just I, I tend to neglect uh, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. And and like one year I did get into this, like, you know, whole of like watching a whole bunch of them. And, you know, um, actually, it was the one year we went to the drive in Jamboree and they had some some cool ones there that were shorts and Mm -hmm. then that got me down a rabbit hole but the last couple of years i really haven't but um jumping into best cinematography not necessarily a surprise here the guy from nope won um Mm -hmm. i really thought i mean you know it was x nope wounded fawn got nominated for a lot Mm -hmm. and didn't win anything at least that was on the show which was a little bit um you know, it was a little bit of a dark horse, you know, when it was compared, you know, when it was up against X and, and Nope and those types of movies. Yeah. Um, Obviously, Nope, you know, cinematography was great, but it fe- did feel like it was on a little different, you know, level of funding than some of the other movies. Oh, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the, the one thing I'll give
2: for like, and I mean, like if a Wounded Fawn one, I would have been fine with it. If Nope and Nope wins, I'm fine with that, too, because it's two different. Yeah, it's two different things that they're doing. You know, a wounded fawn, obviously, the cinematography is very interesting because they're shooting on 16 millimeter. So you have to light mm-hmm. for film and that's not necessarily a skill everybody has nowadays. Nope yeah. is super interesting because the cinematography uh, tricks they have to do. And one of them is like how much they shot day for night. Yeah. And like that, I think that mm. I think that's just a really impressive thing that they did is just pulling off all the day for night and you don't know it in the end.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and like to get that feel of that like moonlit wide open sky mm-hmm. and still be able to see what the fuck is happening and right. not feel like it's just daytime, um, is is an impressive thing to to pull off. Well, what the heck was I watching recently that was uh, oh, it was one of the movies that was on uh, – oh, it was The Mutilator. The Mutilator day <laughs> some day for a night thing, and it's awful. Yeah. You just feel like it's like – it's just – wait, is it 4 p.m.? Like all of a sudden? Yeah, somebody just spilled here?
2: blue ink on the negative. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. But the, I did – kind of get and i didn't know who this guy was necessarily but the guy who who did win for nope looked like he was going as a hollywood cinematographer for halloween (laughs) like he had this like the long greasy hair the big Mm. scarf uh you know this like vaguely you know european accent it just was like the most it was like he went to spirit halloween and picked out the thing that said you know award-winning cinematographer (laughs) (laughs) but um, yeah, obviously well, well deserved. Um, I was having some beers last night sure. you know, and I was watching this and stuff and I once again did that thing I always do, which is confuse Tiffany Shepis with uh, Lauren Holden. Um, and I was like, they just talked about all the movies she's in and they didn't even mention the myth. <laughs> and then I just realized that I always confuse those two human beings. Um, but, uh, I, I think she did, I think she did creature effects, um, Yeah, I mean, secretly, I was rooting for VHS 99 because I just love that movie. Mm -hmm. But Prey won. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, I'll be honest with you. I watched um, I fell asleep during Prey. And I don't know that that that's the movie's fault. I was watching it. You know, it was probably one in the morning or something. They had it on. Mm -hmm. But I haven't felt compelled to go back and finish it. And like, that's shame on me. But I just I don't know. I just I didn't love it what i saw of it i didn't love it and that's unfair because i didn't finish the movie um i should go back and just start it over and and, and watch no, it from just beginning watch to the end, last but...
3: like 20 minutes half hour yeah. that's where i like i for a majority of that film i was like man this is really corny um mm-hmm. like i don't really love what they're doing with the story but then once the action starts you're just like okay this is actually pretty this is pretty good but
2: yeah uh, wait did the, you did you around- get to the bear fight
3: I'm pretty yeah I watched I watched it all the way through so well, I was I asking Brian if he get, got to the bear because oh, you, sorry, sorry, you sorry, told bro. him
2: to go all the way to the end but I'm saying don't skip the bear fight
3: <laughs> yeah yeah. I don't know if I
1: got to the bear fight it, it does not sound familiar so I mean I do kind of vaguely remember bear. again it was like when it came out I just need to start over mm-hmm. you know it was like it was like the second movie the night and I was like oh I forgot this was like streaming now whatever and I put it on and I like I said I just I was had trouble getting into it And then I um, yeah, I just kind of like I said, I think I fell asleep, but I abandoned it and didn't come back to it. And like I said, and then I just like I've heard a lot of really great things about it. And then it was just cleaning up in. I don't know. Yeah, I I, I should probably revisit it. But whatever reason, something about it's just not I mean, not that attractive to me. I don't know. It's fine. And Mm -hmm. it's not
2: going to surprise you in any way. It's like it's just a fine thing to go. Ah, that was a fun little predator film that looked a little different from the other predator films. I yeah. like it it's not you yeah. Know, it's not amazing um and to th- to the end of like best creature effects like yeah they're the best but also they have the most money so yeah
1: exactly and that's it's just it's it's tough to put these things on the on the same level yeah. as and one it, another and, it, and just know?
2: the whole idea of popularity contest in general is it's based on like what did the audience see yeah. you know like the I so the other creature effect nominees are Hatching and Nope and Jurassic World. Mm-hmm.
1: I didn't see Hatching. Did anybody else? No, mm-hmm. I've seen clips from it. It does look pretty cool, but I've not seen it.
2: Yeah, it looks cool. It's it's something on my list to get to. Mm-hmm. And then we've seen all the other or you know I mean we didn't see Jurassic World. I didn't give a shit about that. Yeah,
1: but you I, know, I nope, also Nope w- is fine. Paid money to rent that and then. Mm-hmm halfway through i was like i don't honestly want to watch this i don't want this yeah i really didn't yeah. i just wasn't enjoying it i don't know yeah i mean because it's not different from any other jurassic fucking
2: park movie you know that's yeah. the thing is like when you watch like it, it can be a comfort to watch something that's the same as everything else mm-hmm. that you've seen yeah that's fine but also like new is better that's why vhs 99 and nope are more interesting watches mm-hmm. because you've never seen anything like either of those films before yeah,
1: VHS so. ninety nine was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then uh, speaking of another category, Prey one was best costume, uh, best mm-hmm. costumes, mm-hmm. and I was like, "How does the monsters not win?" Mm. If there's one yeah. thing, I understand that movie was a little bit of a mess and was just kind of bonkers. I enjoyed it. Like that's I'm not so saying I was in love with it, but it was just it was just enjoyable. Well,
3: that's and the costumes were so fun. They and were, I, I, yeah, that's where I'm like, for the amount of times Prey won in this whole award ceremony, I it it was like a topic of conversation like it was a really relevant movie it was like a very i don't want to say pc but like it was definitely it was hitting an audience i think i knew who was i mean it, and in a way that that's cool because it's trying to capture a younger like horror audience which is great but like it was doing that. So I feel like it was just really relevant. So Mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see how that would even hold up. And I just don't know if it'd be a strong hold up for like the franchise overall versus something like even just talking about the costume category. I feel like, I don't know. I the monsters. it was just like a giggle fest for me. I watched that movie fucking when I'm sick, when I'm just like I, on a hungover on a Sunday morning. Like, it, yeah, it's just
1: fun, silly so fun. and just like super gregarious over the top costumes. And mm-hmm. I don't I don't even like the film that much. But like, I completely
2: agree. It should have won costume design because yeah. this one is an interesting case of they didn't have the most money. But with the costumes and the set design, they did the most with it.
1: No, they made the whole thing feel like you were in a fucking cartoon and it was yeah. just fun, you know?
3: Steve, I don't um, think we talked about it. I am really curious. Uh, we don't have to go into too detail. Do you have like a couple sentence reason you didn't love the monsters?
2: Oh, I just, I don't know. The, the references are like even older than things I get.
3: Mm, like, okay.
2: and I'm old and I have fucking, you know, a pretty decent knowledge of things. You it's just like Columbo just did, daily almost. Fuck <laughs> yeah, Columbo rules. <laughs> <laughs> and then like, I just I, yeah, it just didn't make me laugh that much, and just mm. I, I don't mean, and I didn't love the uh, the performance that they did for Herman. Like, there's other mm-hmm. things I did like
1: I did, I did kind of like Sherry Moon Zombie in this, mm-hmm. like the way she plays it. She plays they it pretty funny. Tried to stick it close to the. It was weird because the aesthetic was very different than TV show, but they mm-hmm. tried to mimic the TV show performances mm-hmm. a lot. Yeah, um, which was interesting. The whole thing was just like. It was kind of a big mess. Yeah. But in a fun way, like yeah. in a charming way. Yeah, it was charming. It
2: just wasn't fun enough for me. That's mm-hmm. all.
1: Yeah. I can get it. I can I can deal. it felt long. I do remember mm-hmm. when I watched it It felt long. Um, But anyway, yeah, no surprise. The next one I wrote down was the best score, you know, went to John and Cody Carpenter mm-hmm. for, for Halloween ends, which is just that soundtrack fucking rules. It's so good. I, I've listened to it front to back a couple of times. Um, and just like, I've just been on a, I mean, I always listen to John Carpenter music, but I've actually been on a, a tear even just lately, <laughs> you know, long drives to <laughs> Philadelphia listening to John <laughs> Carpenter. Um, but I, the one, the reason I brought this up was, uh, uh, their like little acceptance speech, which I do appreciate that they sent a little video in, they, you know, they could have been like other people and just were like, oh, they're not here. You know, like Mia Goth was just like, oh, she's not here. Uh, it's next. like next shit. yeah
3: yeah, i feel like i would (laughs) like them to care a little bit more yeah i get it
2: whatever well i think i think the case with like mia goth she's like she was probably still in the middle of filming maxine probably yeah
1: you don't Mm -hmm. know i'm not trying to point any fingers at anybody i do appreciate that john john and cody carpenter did send in a video but it was like four seconds it was like thanks Thanks. (laughs) you know which was even better than not sending something because it was just like all right, fuck whatever. And that's John Carpenter. Like that's what you think bought about- that video off Cameo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they had to they had to pay him 250 bucks to do that. Like <laughs> I just love that John Carpenter's such like a, a a like just a grouchy old man. Uh, and just kind of, you know, uh, notoriously a little bit of a, of a, of a, I'm not a curmudgeon. What's the word I was looking? I want no yeah, no, I think curmudgeon's pretty curmudgeon, correct. Curmudgeon maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah he's but- he, he's
2: kind of no frills. Doesn't really care for shit. Like he's only slightly more approachable than Alan Moore <laughs> yeah. and, and basically anything that cuts into his gaming time is a fucking hassle <laughs> yeah yeah
1: he he de- but here's the best part about John Carpenter he he doesn't he doesn't have time for shit you know he doesn't have patience for shit but he loves it all this stuff so much that he still does it and puts up with all the you know he's had fucking people for for 50 years up his ass you know what i mm-hmm. mean uh, uh, you know uh, uh, in the in the genre community and he still plays fucking halloween shows you know plays music on halloween night like he still Mm -hmm. loves this shit so much so like no matter how crotchety and curmudgeon he is you know you can still still tell he loves it and that's Mm -hmm. why i and also he's the fucking greatest horror director of all time um in my in my humble opinion so i i have a soft spot for him but i did love the hey thanks (laughs) Fuck off. we did it basically yeah um (laughs) was pretty solid um it was almost like yeah of course we won best score i'm fucking john carpenter um
2: but i will uh, say though and i'm not i'm not again this is one of those ones where it could have gone either way for me i'm I'm mm -hmm. not upset one way or the other because obviously john carpenter is one of the best you know just you
1: know uh score writers i would say yeah even if it's not even just best he's just most influential for sure but i i do have a spot
2: for pearl because again, it's another one of those I cases haven't seen of
1: it. yeah, I haven't seen it.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's another one of those cases where they're writing music for the time, mm-hmm. and the, the 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 music that plays over the end credits is just so scored perfectly with like what Mia Goth's face is doing. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it, I mean, it's just kind of pretty perfect. So mm-hmm. like, I would have been. I think personally, I would have liked to see Pearl win simply because, you know, John Carpenter is one enough. He's fine. He doesn't need it. And mm-hmm. it's Halloween again. You know, he didn't, he, he just added some different dudes and does to the Halloween. And added a guitar. There's some
1: other stuff. Yeah. You add some guitars, um, but yeah, it's dudes and does. Yeah. No, I, I, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen it. So I, I do need to, but, um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard nothing but obviously good things. I don't know why. It's just one of those ones where it's like, you know, when you like miss something, when it's popular that you're not jumping. Yeah. Yeah. And then like a week, you know, weeks pass, months pass. And you're like, I got it's 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 standing out on your list of things to watch. So you just keep pushing it down the ladder because you're like. Uh, I had a long fucking day. Do I really want to invest in some like thing that everyone (laughs) loves that I really need to pay attention to or something? But, Mm. um, you can catch up when Maxine comes out. (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I'm going to watch it. But, um, you know, the next one, uh, was best, uh, limited release, um, which was stacked, but Barbara Crampton and Kelly, uh, Maroney, uh, of, uh, chopping mall, uh, fame as well. Uh, you know, um, you know, they were together in Chopping Mall. They've both been in a lot of other things. Um, uh, Was interesting because I, you, you, I've talked about a lot of times, love me some Barbara Crampton. Um, You can tell weirdly, and I've had two instances of this where these people like aren't in the same room a lot. And you can tell that, like maybe one of them's not a huge fan of the other one. And you're just (laughs) believe just completely reading into this. And this could be completely (laughs) fake and and just total speculation but i get the idea that barbara crampton was like get me the fuck away from her (laughs) a little bit (laughs) which was like i remember when uh when we went we did the we went to the drive-in jamboree out at the mahoning drive-in the first the first time they did it a couple years ago and they did uh night of the demons uh live with joe bob and and darcy and everything and linnea quickly was there with uh um, and I her name's escaping but she played Angela you know the the one that the, you know the, the kind of gothier girl um from from Night of the Demons that does the whole dance thing or whatever mm. and she was just like kind of a maniac and you can tell Linnea Quigley was just like shut the fuck up like I just nothing <laughs> and Linnea Quigley is hammy you know what he I means like right. she's 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 not afraid to like mix it up and like pander to the audience but you could just tell she was like Jesus Christ get me away from this person <laughs> um, but uh, yeah best limited release stacked category I mean Terrifier 2 mm-hmm. which mm-hmm, means mm-hmm. know how I feel about some mm-hmm, Terrifier mm-hmm. 2 mm-hmm. Mad God which I feel like it just has not got as it is a feat you know what yeah. I mean it's, yeah. it's a heavy thing it's like an experience to watch it's but it's going to go down in history. as just one of the most impressive feats of filmmaking in the history of the genre. Mm-hmm.
2: It it is fucked up, and yeah. I know we're talking limited release and like big surprise, Terrifier two one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the it is for all the time they took, like Fangoria controls this. Yeah, and so they took the time to put together the the special editors eye award. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They can't give out a special award for Phil Tippett.
1: Yeah, it's just like a fucking lifetime achievement award. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially just, if they
2: especially if they see in the voting, oh, Terrifier 2 is running away with this. Mm-hmm. Because like Earth and Orphan First Kill wasn't gonna win. Something in the Dirt is a fun movie,
1: but uh, that's I don't the think only enough, one I didn't see.
2: Exactly. I don't think enough people saw it. And even then, I don't think it's better than Mad God. Mm-hmm. And like I think I think Mad God should have won. But like Terrifier 2 was everybody's fucking except for mine.
1: Everybody's mm-hmm. fucking It was a know. sweetheart. Yeah, it was a yeah. sweetheart pick. The right. other one that was kind of a sleeper that I would have been like kind of pleasantly surprised if it won was Resurrection. That I don't movie, think I saw that one. It it's a it is a more of a psychological thriller than, than mm-hmm. a horror movie. Um, but the performances are fucking fantastic. I mean the cast is I mean honestly. And I think the, the main, and I, I didn't look it up, but the, the main, the actress who's the star of uh, of Resurrection got nominated for, mm. I think, Best best Lead Performance as well. She's fucking incredible in that oh, movie. Oh, yeah. You
2: guys talked about this movie before. We did, and yeah. I, I didn't watch it. Yeah, it is, still haven't watched it's it. It's one of those
1: movies, it's <laughs> like, it's gonna, it's going to suffer from having a generic title mm-hmm. in, in well, a... In,
2: yeah. It also it also shares its title with a fucking 1999 film starring mm-hmm. Christopher Lambert. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that is a ripoff of Seven. So yeah, well, well, it's, it's like fun. almost yeah.
3: I think for Resurrection too. It's like people are gonna find it when they are into those actors, or if those other actors have like other releases, they're gonna be like, "Oh, what yeah. else have they been into lately?" You're like, "Oh, you're gonna find Resurrection." But mm-hmm. well, and it's one of those. It's
1: it's like when they marketed the movie. um, and I'm not I'm not saying everything has to be fucking crazy exploitation, you know, fucking uh, humanoids from the deep or whatever. But it is it's almost like they were trying to make people not see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but it has it has Rebecca Hall. Uh, I, I just looked at uh, as as the uh, the lead. She's fucking incredible in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then um and then the the kind of antagonist in it is Tim Roth. Mm-hmm. um which oh, okay. you would know him immediately he's in a million things and mm-hmm. he's so fucking good in it too i mean he's from reservoir dogs pulp fiction like he's been in a, a, a hateful eight he was the freaking one of the bad guys in the hateful eight um good god he, he's great and resurrection was you knew it wasn't gonna win but it it, it deserved a lot more because that movie was fantastic but yeah terrifier mm-hmm. two did ultimately win i mean it's just That movie speaks so much to the target audience of like the Chainsaw Awards. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah,
3: so it just got so much attention, which is, I mean, rightfully so. I think we all. Well, besides Steve, dude, you didn't love it? But Steve hates fun. Yeah, yeah, he hates fun. We loved it though. Yep. Um. So, and I mean, that like fed into like I feel like every award that they won, I was like fully on board for. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, we'll get to one here in a second. The one I wanted to bring up next was uh was uh we were really excited to see, and this was a little bit of a spoiler because we saw it on social media when this when this went on to streaming, he posted about it. But our, our good friend, premium steve, <laughs> um, won a a, a freaking Fangoria Chainsaw Award. So and exciting. he honestly stole the show yeah <laughs> did <laughs> it he so not fun. he stole the whole fucking show i just love
3: so. that he stays in that sort of personality through and yeah. through i think it just like it's gonna make him also stand out like that's what everyone's gonna remember is like that moment Do yeah. yeah.
2: obviously his his acceptance speech was the funniest bit of the whole show oh mm-hmm. by far yeah and like i mean i like i like some of the skits that they did but like when you're on the stage with like jonah ray Who's mm-hmm. also incredibly funny, mm-hmm. you know, and like you steal the spotlight from out underneath Jonah Ray. Yeah. <laughs> like that's I mean, you're you're really doing something special. Yeah. And like he totally did. And like yeah. they both both Jonah presenting the award and Steve understood what was going on when you present the best amityville
1: yeah, fucking he, award. That's the thing is, <laughs> listen, as as the kids say, he understood the assignment, right? Mm-hmm. Um he, he so so we're we're talking about former former uh One time, hopefully, uh, 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 eventually we'll have him on again, uh, Steve Radzinski, who was the director of Amityville Christmas Vacation. They did this kind of fun, you know, again, tongue in cheek category where they basically so they had Jonah Ray come up and basically say they were presenting for the best Amityville, which for those of you who are into like, you know, schlocky, especially low budget horror movies um, and and independent uh, horror movies, especially. You know, Amityville has become its own subgenre where it's just if you want to make something scary slash haunted slash demonic slash uh, possessed and then just put something else around it, you know, anything could be freaking sharks. It could be freaking, you know, uh, uh, freaking next British baking show or whatever. Um, (laughs) If you put Amityville beside it, you, you can make it into a horror movie. And we actually had Steve on to talk about amityville christmas vacation which is just such a charming fun movie and uh and and he won uh for best uh best amityville and mm-hmm. then yeah like he said went up during the acceptance speech and did this great little bit where he like pushes his like christmas narrative about it's the time of year where we all smile a little bit you know he basically did yeah. the scrooged he did his scrooged monologue <laughs> um so it was just bet i mean like i said just i was so happy for him he just absolutely stole the show and just came off as just so it's so endearing and uh i hope a lot of people get you know get eyes on on his movies as a result of that which um i i just i still have not i still have my dvd of uh uh shingles the movie um that i have not uh uh i i gotta watch maybe i'll watch it tonight but um yeah. also
2: just a little news to go along with that uh I believe Carousel three starts filming first week of June.
1: Yep, I, oh I saw they, they were doing yeah. that, which I'm ex- <laughs> excited to because I love I love both the fucking Carousel movies too. Actually, um, I I should have I should th- those are those are two that I will own on DVD as well. Um, but yeah, go go support our friend Steve. He's he's fantastic. He's he's such a uh uh an inspirational you know independent filmmaker, and he's super talented, funny guy. So. Um. Yeah, that was that was super cool to see him uh, see him on, on on the show. I didn't watch any of the documentaries. Did anybody watch the documentaries? Uh, I, I think I might have started the one that won, which is Pennywise, the story of it. But mm-hmm. I do not believe I finished it. No,
3: it's like surprisingly
1: have not. No, yeah, I I didn't. Even
2: the one you would expect me to.
1: Yeah, (laughs) I I did watch the best nonfiction series, which was the 101 Scariest Horror Movie Moments Mm -hmm. of All Time, Mm -hmm. which has such a corny, you know. It it sounds like something you'd see on like E Network or something, you know. It's like, but it actually was really well done, and they had a ton of really um, talented horror people on it um as well so that if you haven't watched that you know those shows are they you know obviously there's spoilers and stuff associated with them but most of the movies they're talking about i think they do a pretty good job of the ones that are really well known you know they understand that the people who are watching this are probably you know kind of you know, long time genre film fans. So they're not spoiling anything, but the ones that are maybe a little less known that they put on there, they don't, they they try to intrigue you to watch it rather than spoil it for you. So it was just really well done. And Mm -hmm. the title makes it sound kind of like tabloidy, but actually is really, really good.
2: Mm. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think I saw like just social media posts in general about Mm -hmm. some of the, some of the people you said who were involved, like doing their picks and just like, yeah, I was like, oh, that sounds kind of cool, but I yeah, I just didn't watch any of those either.
1: It was it's a fun thing to put on in the background, honestly. Like that's mm-hmm. how I watched a lot of it. It's like you're kind of fucking around your phone, your computer, whatever, and you have it on the background. Um, that's how I watched it. But um Best Series was absolutely stacked too. Um, no surprise Stranger Things won. You know, uh, it's like when you have mm-hmm. this giant cultural phenomenon, um, of course, it's gonna win. I have not seen I've only seen the first two seasons. Mm -hmm. um are are they on season four yeah four finished Mm -hmm. and that's what one four yeah okay i started season three fell off and haven't went back um i don't know i'm indifferent to stranger things uh i i like it it's fine uh but captain uh cabinet of curiosities is so much more interesting Mm -hmm. for for sure and i fucking (laughs) love what we do in the shadows Mm -hmm. like that is honestly one of the funniest shows uh i think i've ever watched
3: i was a little surprised for this category to have something like stranger things and what we do in the shadows on it you know it just seemed like these are just like insane heavy hitters that like would have ran away with it regardless versus like Mm -hmm. putting yellow jackets up against chucky or cabinet of curiosities would have been i think a really cool like head to head on that i'm Mm -hmm. sure there was a couple others that were kind of in it but
1: Yeah, I haven't finished Cabinet of Curiosities. I've probably only watched the first like three, Mm. Um, but it's it's you know, it's super slick as you as you would imagine, um, like any del Toro, you know, production to be Um, now. But he didn't he just produced it, right? I don't
2: think. Yeah, he he produced it. And then like he handpicked all of the directors that he features. Um, But yeah, other than that, I don't think he has much creative input. But yeah. Uh, you know, there are some hit or miss episodes in in that, but I still think overall it's a better it, it's just a better series. Like, we're, like we're on season four of Stranger Things. We get it. It's, you know, eh. yeah, yeah, whereas like Cabinet of Curiosities gives you something completely new. Mm-hmm. What we do in the shadows, even though that's mm-hmm. also on season four, like you said, it's the funniest fucking show since Always Sunny.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, Yeah. I mean, you know, it, is, it is there are a few shows that I watch that I'm like, I'm going to blurt laugh out loud several times in each episode. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. Stranger so. Things, again, you know, when when a, such a huge percentage of the population sees something like that, you know, um, it, it's it's hard to hard to beat it. But um, they did give uh, that Lauren Laverna uh, mm-hmm. for the best new talent award, who was the the protagonist in Terrifier 2, which. Love to see that her performance in that movie was fucking I thought fantastic. Mm Um Terrifier Two also won Best Makeup. Yeah. I mean I don't I don't think that Best
3: Kill. Don't forget that. Yeah,
1: and best kill. And but I do like I I just I don't know why. Damien Leone just seems like a really genuine guy to me. And like Mm -hmm. he did this kind of cool homage to Fangoria and Tom Savini. And uh so I was I was happy, happy to see that. Like I said, I, I I really enjoyed that movie, but um I just personally, I think he's he's an interesting dude. Yeah, Um, I think.
2: And like, even though I don't like the film, I think him winning best makeup effects is perfect because it's one of those things, again, doing the most with the least. Mm -hmm. And like you look at the other nominees, Hellraiser obviously has a big budget behind it. Mm -hmm. X is, you know, it's got a budget crimes of the future, a budget. And, you know, Barbarian was a, a studio film as well. Mm -hmm. damien leone just did it all on his own yeah while you know while doing everything else and i think that's exactly what this award should exemplify Mm -hmm. is just like going back to those roots of being a down and dirty sloppy making it yourself (laughs) (laughs) fucking (laughs) you know maybe i don't love the movie but like i i do appreciate all the effects and the way it's pulled
1: Mm. off yeah best screenplay uh the black phone i was actually surprised with how much the black phone won Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, which i liked it but i wasn't blown away about by it and i i guess i like when prey won a lot i was expecting it Um, because there was so much fanfare around it and stuff but like i don't feel like really people seem to care that much about the black phone um, when it was out maybe that's totally a misconception on my part but the fact that it just kept winning things it was was surprising for mm-hmm. me yeah like I, I mean, really expected it's a good movie barbarian to have its best chance at uh, in best screenplay mm-hmm. and uh, yeah didn't didn't get it black phone won that
2: mm-hmm. yeah uh, I mean I don't know I don't think with the exception of nope any of the screenplays are like super standout amazing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I think Nope is only special because it carries that, you know, as all Jordan Peele films do. They they carry that subtext of like uh, it's about something else, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, you know. So like, yeah, it's it, a little it,
1: more layered than
2: mm-hmm. Terrifier Two, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's why Terrifier Two is not nominated at all. <laughs> like, right. even though I really like the menu, it's also mm-hmm. pretty on the fucking nose about what it's talking mm-hmm. about. Whereas Nope has that. Definite layer of like he's conveying a story about the way you know Hollywood and celebrity in general like chews people up and like scrutinizes them mm-hmm. is what that film is about, but like yeah. that's not what you see.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah. Um, wh- what'd you guys think about the clip of the boogeyman? Um, uh, oh. David Del it's excited, it, it, it's r- looks really good, but it looks heavy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's just him talking about his kids getting killed. It's like, holy shit, dude. And that
3: comes out like on Friday from when this episode comes out, I think. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean, I'll
1: see it. I mean, it's a Stephen King, you know, adaptation. And, and, um, like I said, the cast is really good. Um, so I'll definitely see it. But, oh boy, it doesn't look like an exactly a feel good flick, I would say. Yeah. That I, Uh, I I haven't read the Stephen King
2: uh story it's based off of but that really Mm. feels like an old stephen king not shaving off the edges Mm -hmm. of like yeah dead kids that's a terrible thing and i'm going to use it as
1: a device (laughs) yeah yeah he's 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 fucking ruthless uh in that way so uh best lead performance we talked about i think already went to mia goth um there was a couple of people. I mean, we knew she was going to win it, but there was, you know, I was rooting for Josh Rubin, um, from, uh, a wounded fawn or Mm -hmm. Rebecca Hall from resurrection because Mm -hmm. they both did such amazing jobs and, and probably movies that were not seen nearly as much. Um, but probably, I don't know. Just, I feel like I didn't get as much attention because those were two like really, really standout performances.
2: Yeah. what are your thoughts on this? Because best lead performance and also supporting performance, but I I guess supporting performance didn't bother me as much, but like best lead performance has so many people in it Mm -hmm. to vote for. And like you're saying, like I, I, I like Josh Rubin and you know, he does a really good job. I wish this was actually split into like three different categories Mm sure, because like, you can you can give an award to a male performance, a female performance. And then, like, I think they should have a villain performance.
1: Well, that's the thing is even even more so than like male and female performances. Maybe it is like a a, a lead and then like a, a best villain or best antagonist type yeah. of mm-hmm. performance. Like, yeah, it it feels um,
3: like a catch all almost to me inc- is like what even. Yeah, it yeah. feels
1: incongruous to to put you know uh josh rubin up against uh me even the three you just mentioned honestly josh rubin mia goth and and uh um uh the the her uh her name just escaped me from resurrection um like to put those three performances up against each other like they're so wildly different mm-hmm. um, are
3: those nominees also uh like voted by like viewers like it's
1: all voted by The readers
2: and everything
3: well what Mm -hmm. i'm thinking what i'm thinking is too is even to make the category a little bit more direct is like if all these people were recommended it's like why don't you choose five of them you know like keep always keep Mm -hmm. all the categories just limited because it's also just like okay we only have five things in here five things here and then like oh no now we have 10 people here you know it's like oh everyone got one vote guys so we had to put them all in there you know Mm -hmm. i don't know Betting. Yeah,
2: and, and it also it just splits the vote weird because, you know, you have like so many favorites, but like, I don't know, some people don't want to choose between Kiki Palmer and Daniel uh, Kaluuya. Yeah. And no, because I mean, they both do a good job, but also their performances are wildly different in that film as well.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: That's true. Yeah. I don't know
1: yeah it's weird to just have best performance it feels like everyone's getting thrown into a bag and just shaken up you know yeah i think
2: Um, i think they do need like a best villain though because like then you would especially in this especially in the genre right because then you could have you could have Mia goth for pearl in lead performance Mm -hmm. but then in x as villain you know you could you could have josh rubin you could give uh david howard thornton a a nod in best Mm -hmm. villain for yeah.
1: terrifier too so yeah and he might have run away with it i don't know i'm it's sure just yeah, i'm sure he that, would know, have but well like, just it, the slasher icons are always are big big fan favorites but
2: and also it wouldn't it wouldn't be undeserved because he's like the only one doing a performance that's purely physical that's an oh, interesting yeah, it's such an
1: impressive yeah. performance yeah yeah uh best director uh no surprise went to jordan peele um mm-hmm. again you know a, a guy who will probably go down in history as one of the, the the best uh horror directors of all time you know secretly i i love the idea of uh zach Krieger uh winning that or zach kreger whatever the guy from the, mm-hmm. the, the uh uh whitest kid you know um barbarian for barbarian um but i did you know di- you knew who was going to win. You knew yeah. Jordan, Jordan Peele was going to take it. but <laughs> Also, just,
2: just a funny thing I just thought of mm. is Zach Kreger was not able to be nominated for Best First Feature because he had already directed Miss March back in 2008.
1: <laughs> you told us about that movie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I watched
2: it. Just thought about it. He couldn't get nominated <laughs> for that here because he had that <laughs> shitty fucking comedy film
1: <laughs> from 2008 yeah uh, like, god damn it that's um, funny you know what the, the i did find it funny is that you know jordan peele is like this giant a-list you know director now because in his acceptance video which cool for him for sending like an, an extended acceptance video um but he is wearing those like big old lady glasses, like the old guy from Oceans 11. So, you know, he's a big Hollywood star now.
2: Um, he's got his big old lady glasses. Although I also did like that. He had a, you can't do that on television piece of artwork hanging behind him. Oh, I didn't even notice that.
1: I didn't yeah. see um, all right. Down to the last couple here. Uh, best kill. Uh, again, not a surprise. Allie, uh, Allie's death from terrifier Two. Which, you know, has got to be up there, uh, uh, it, you know, even if you disagree, you know, that it's one of the best kills in horror history, it's certainly the most violent and intense mm-hmm. and brutal that I've ever seen. At um, least as it's far just, as
3: like slash type things go. Yeah, you know?
1: it's just bonkers. Like it is the only kill that I can remember in my, you know, history of watching horror movies. That I was in the theater by myself and literally said, oh, fuck, out loud, like in the theater. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was just, it was just it's so like, over weird I It's weird to intense. admit that
3: when I saw that category and saw that, like, replayed the scene, I was like, damn it, I need to rewatch Terrifier 2. I got, like, excited. I was like, oh, this is so, it was, like, such a good scene. Like, it's so, I don't know, I can't get over it. I think it's just so
1: visceral. Yeah. Like, I, like I said, I, I just don't, like, there's has not have not been a lot of like theater experiences for me in the last, you know, 5 or 8 years where I was just like I was squirming in my seat, like I was animated. Normally I'm just like sitting there, you know, fucking stoned, you know, eating popcorn, <laughs> like you know, jaded horror movie fan, but like Terrifier 2 especially this scene, I was like fuck, like and everyone in the theater and it was like a half empty theater. And I still heard like all the other people going like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, that's just something you don't experience very often. Um, yeah. So, yeah, no surprise there. And then the last category, which is best wide release um, movie, the uh, the nominees were were Barbarian, The Black Phone, Nope, Pearl and X, um, And probably the one that I least expected to won to win is what won Mm. which was Mm -hmm. the black phone Mm -hmm. i if somebody had to say to me okay what was it going to be i probably would have said x just because you know that that's what you know that that just seems to have so much buzz around it and then second i would have said nope um but uh, yeah i certainly wouldn't have said the black phone
3: yeah Yeah. i probably would have said nope right off the top
2: (laughs) yeah same yeah kind of surprising uh, I I probably if I ordered it, I probably would say no pearl than the black phone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Yep. yeah,
1: yeah. It was uh, it was surprising, but um, you know, I I like I said, I like that movie. I almost it almost makes me want to go watch it again because it, you know, the the one thing that I can say about like horror genre fans is, you know, it's almost like pop music in a sense where it's like, you got to have a hook mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to get, to make a really popular movie. Like you have to have a hook. You have to have something like unique that sticks out um, to, to grab somebody. And in this instance, it was, I think it was probably safe to say, you know, the performances were good overall. The, 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 the kids, you know, the kind of brother and sister were great. You know, the, the, the family dynamic around them and stuff. It's like, I kind of, I don't know. It just felt like you knew where it was going, but, but, Ethan Hawke, I think, is obviously the kind of steal the show type of thing with the the mask and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just it, maybe I didn't give it enough of a chance, but like I really was surprised to to see how I guess I underestimated how much people how strongly people felt about that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I
2: guess so. I guess so too. I mean, I I didn't feel terribly strong about it. Like I like it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. uh and then you but it also feels kind of uh, i don't i don't know i don't want to say common
1: it just feels like a retread of
2: other things that we've seen in the past
1: yeah it and nothing it didn't feel like it was doing anything particularly new or different right
3: yeah. and yeah. i think like what i felt was weak or maybe i just didn't care for as much as like the ghost element of the story just felt super corny in a sense
2: Mm-hmm. I think it's yeah. also because we've seen so much ghost stuff with Mike Flanagan, yeah, and the, like the his adaptations he's been doing on Netflix. Mm-hmm. That are you, you are your
1: damn sad ghosts. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah. I,
2: I just was like, oh this is gonna be another sad ghost story.
1: Damn, <laughs> sa- damn, sad crying ass ghosts. <laughs> quit your boo and get back to regular booing <laughs> <laughs> quit it with your boo you <laughs> dang old ghost
0: um
1: all right well guys that was the uh the the fangoria chainsaw awards uh like i said it was fun to watch and and uh you know the, the i would watch it again just just to see steve uh jump up there and and do his his thing <laughs> and get get a good laugh and like um, yeah, definitely, definitely fun and uh, and and worth a watch at least just for for that clip at the very least. So, um, we, we
2: should write some letters and see if maybe next year Steve can present an award with oh my uh, gosh, with Duke the ca- the
1: carousel horse. Yes, oh Duke gosh. the carousel carousel horse. <laughs> or so much I was gonna say just personally, cowboy cool or cowboy cool. I mean, all three of them. Who gives a shit? Yeah. we did.
2: We we skipped international movie.
1: Oh, we did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't write every single one down.
3: Was Speak No Evil, I think, one, right? Yeah,
2: did you guys Did you guys see it, is what mm. I was going to ask.
1: No, I did not. Okay. Watch it. Yeah. And I'm not going to say anything more about that. All right. Okay. <laughs> it's on my list, has been on my list, and just haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. Yeah. Don't um, don't read anything about it. Don't. Heard. Just watch it. Okay. Mm.
3: What do you I'm know it's streaming on right now?
2: Ooh, ooh, I think it's on Shutter right now. All okay. right. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I think it's everywhere, but I think if you have a shutter, you can probably
1: watch it. All right. It's been on the old letterbox and just haven't, haven't pulled the trigger on it. So yeah, I'll check that out some bitch yeah, out. Yeah, If yins want to check out some movies that we're going to talk about in the old showdown episode next week, uh, our showdown episode for June. Better tune in Meg's last showdown episode. She's going to be uh, defending uh, Wolf Creek from 2005. I'm going to be uh, talking about Taurus Trap from uh, the year of our Lord, 1979. And Steve's going to be doing uh, 2000 Maniacs from 1964, three radically different movies. So that should be really fun uh, to talk about. Uh, And we're going to figure out, is is Meg going to go out on top? Is Steve going to do the three-peat? or is your boy going to play spoiler no. as I'm want to do <laughs> no um, <laughs> alright uh, for the Halloween is Forever crew I'm Brian I'm Mike. I'm Steve and I'm here to nominate
2: a new category for the Fangoria Awards it's called <laughs> best Steve on a podcast
1: best <laughs> <laughs> Steve on a podcast you got second you're in second place yeah. you bitch it. bye